the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. Opinions expressed may not reflect those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. This is Life in Colorado, a radio news magazine about the issues, events, and the unique life we live in the Centennial State. Welcome to Life in Colorado. I'm Mark Howington, and with me is Ken and Melissa Rogers. Now, Melissa's the president. Ken, I guess you're the treasurer, which which basically means uh, really you're in charge, even though Melissa's the president. We'll have to we'll have to figure out how that works. Husband and wife team, and uh, welcome to the program, first of all, and tell me about your organization. Okay, we're called Colorado Comfort Canines, and we founded it after the Sandy Hook murders in 2012. We both, both Ken and I, had been involved with therapy dogs since 2002, and we have therapy dogs that have been working at the hospital since then, different dogs, of course. And when the Sandy Hook murders happened, we decided that there was a lot more we could do with therapy dogs than just visiting a hospital or a library. And we decided to found our own nonprofit, and the purpose of it would be to go to sites of critical incidents and give support, emotional support to first responders in the community through certified therapy dogs. That sounds like a wonderful mission because as one of the uh, brochures that you have talks about, uh, quote here, in extremely stressful situations, time spent with dogs have proven to have immense advantages by improving psychological well-being as well as delivering a sense of calm and comfort These therapy dog teams assist the community in overcoming disasters by providing comfort during times of extreme loss, depression, and anxiety. So obviously you talked about the Sandy Hook shootings. Talk about some other other places or incidents where you guys have been able to take the dogs in and have an impact. Uh, We've gone to um, several what we call high-profile funerals of people in the community who have died, um, for example, there um, was a helicopter pilot for Flight for Life whose helicopter crashed in Summit County, and we were invited to go to that funeral. And we were um, pretty much swarmed from the moment we showed up with people that just wanted to hold the dogs, touch the dogs, and talk to the dogs. These were first responders and law enforcement, firefighters and paramedics and flight paramedics and flight nurses that just needed to get some emotional support from the dogs. So that was a very moving event. And we've gone to other um, very sad uh, community-based funerals where, um, for example, when a child died and the dogs were once again very popular with the with the kids, um, just gave them some time out, something to hold, something to talk to, ask questions about, and give them a little time out from the intense situations they were in. So we've we've gone to also things such as hotel fires and um, schools, radio shows such as this one, um, and uh, really been here for the community when we're needed. Now, because of COVID, obviously you weren't able to come into the studio and bring the dogs, although I'm wishing that you had been able to because I'm very much a dog lover. 
And uh, we'll talk a little later on, maybe if somebody's got a dog, how they possibly can participate in this program. Maybe their own dog would be a, a good volunteer, for example. I know they have to go through a certification process as well as your handler. So actually, why, why don't we actually pick up there? Um, talk about, I mean, it seems like obviously you had this vision starting from scratch. You had to recruit dogs and you had to recruit handlers as well. So talk about that process. Sure. I think with with us, what, all we require is that the uh, the team, the dog and the, and the handler, all have already been certified as a uh, animal-assisted ther- therapy dog team. So that's the prerequisite for coming into CCK nines. And then as part of the group, then we also go through what's called critical incident stress management training. So this can be anywhere from a one to four day uh, course on just how it sounds. Uh, and what this helps us is when we're someplace, when we're, um, when we're working, this will allow the handlers to be able to identify a person who may need something a little bit more than a doggy hug. They, they can sense that there's something else going on and they can uh, take whatever measures they need to, to encourage the person. Or if it's a, um, a like I say, like a post Sandy Hook, there's a lot of uh, healthcare workers and uh, counselors there. So you might be able to refer them to some of those. So that's what our teams have got to have to begin with and, and go through. And it kind of, that part of it tends to uh, weed out a number of folks who just, it's a complete different environment than, let's say, being in a hospital where, um, you know, it's pretty it's pretty one-on-one in the patient room, whereas this is a whole different dynamic. So um, it's important that our teams are, are current with their certifications and, and this training. So you talked about a process that needs to happen before they get to you. By the way, I'm talking with Ken Rogers as, along with Melissa Rogers. They are part of Colorado Comfort Canines. And so what's the certification process before they even get to you? Sure. To become an a animal-assisted therapy dog team, there's a, a number of organizations in the country that offer the certification. So one was, uh, it's called Pet Partners, used to be the Delta Society. Another one is uh, Intermountain Ther- Therapy Animals out of Salt Lake. And it's a formal uh, training that, that you've got to go through. And really, with with therapy dogs, it's not so much they don't have to be highly, highly um, trained with obedience training. It isn't like uh, or um, agility training where there's a lot of like complicated tricks and things like that. It's really the disposition of the dog and the handler is most important. You know, the dogs just got to be pretty chill. They have to want to be pet. They want to have to be held, and the handler needs to just you know, be able to understand that and communicate with people and, and know their dogs. So, you know, the certification process is not too complicated, but you just have to go through a series of, uh, it's about a 60-minute evaluation where you go through a series of interactions with people, with, uh, you know, someone like in a wheelchair or someone on a walker. There's loud noises. There's some things like that just to see how the handler and the dog does. Um, and uh, once I go through that, then you're certified and you're good for about two years, and you got to go through the process every two years. So I'm I'm thinking about some, for example, mm-hmm. my niece. My niece loves raising dogs. She just loves dogs, 
And I, I don't know if she's ever considered anything like this, uh, maybe taking it a step further, not just breeding the dogs and raising the dogs, but but also finding a mission and purpose for these dogs. So I'm I'm picturing someone like that who who really is a dog lover. I'm I'm a dog lover, but I already know the dog that I have right now would not be a good candidate because my dog barks at every stranger that that comes his way. And and unfortunately part of that had to do with when he was a very small puppy, he broke his leg. Uh, and because of that, anytime he saw a stranger who was usually a doctor that was trying to examine his hurting leg or, you know, set it and put it in a cast. And so it wasn't a very pleasant experience. Now, I imagine my dog can probably be trained out of that. And as you mentioned, that's part of it, training. So if you're talking about someone who perhaps is a dog lover but wants to take that to the next level to serve other people with their animal – uh, talk talk about that again. That combination of the handler and the dog. Uh, how do, how would someone know? Okay, I'm a good candidate for this, or perhaps I'm not. Yes, good question. I think um, what we've done with the uh, therapy dog group we're involved with locally in Steamboat with it's called Healing Friends. And like I said, we've been going to the hospital here in Steamboat for almost 20 years with various pups that we've had. And what we do and what a lot of organizations will do is they will host like a recruitment evening or two. And this is where you can just take you and your pup, you can show up and you can see what the process is like and you can you know, walk through some things. We put people through some evaluations, really, really, really casual, informal, low key. But this gives some of our, some of the leaders in our group, the, the people who train, a chance to look at these teams. They, they'd look at you and your pup and see how you can interact and see how the pup does, see how you do. And they'll give you a pretty good idea whether you're a good fit or not. And if it doesn't seem to immediately be a good fit, you know, there's a couple of nights of training, we have workshops and you have a couple of months to work on everything you need to work on. So there's ways to go through that. Really, I think about every hospital in Denver has got a therapy dog group of some kind. I know Children's does does their own. And that's a good place to start is just contact them and say, hey, I, here's my mic. I've got my pup and I'm thinking of, uh, you know, becoming a, I want to visit at the hospital. What do I need to do? And they'll, they'll guide you through that process. So that's the dog part of it. How about the handler? What kinds of training does a handler need? By the way, this is Ken Rogers, along with his wife, Melissa, we're talking about Colorado Comfort Canines here on Life in Colorado. So we've taken care of the dog end of the training. What kind of training does a handler need? Well, for the trainer, um, at the assessment, at the evaluation, the trainer and the dog are both being graded by the evaluator. So, for example, um, I had one dog who scored a perfect score, and I did not. (laughs) So the handler has to be really, really aware of their dog at all times. Um, They have to be constantly aware of it. If you're in a critical uh, incident and you've brought your dog, someone may come up to you and talk to you, and you may turn your head and look at this person who's talking to you. You need to not do that and keep your eyes on your dog at all times, at all times so that the dog knows that you're there, you're always in touch, and just sort of um, run protection for your dog if someone were to come to your dog like a small child or someone who may be confused and give your dog a hug that may be a little too tight for comfort or 
try to pet him with a hairbrush or something like that. The handler has to always be in tune with their dog. So we are we are really on our toes at all times when we're at these critical incidents with our dogs. So the handler has to be mm-hmm. an absolute part of this. So uh, your brochure says the handlers, which are all critical incident stress management trained, obviously they're going to need some some training because, as you mentioned, and we'll we'll get into some details yeah. about this. You take these dog trainer teams, uh, therapy dog teams, into some critical incidents. As you mentioned, the Sandy Hook shooting. Uh, we'll talk about some others as well. So how how does this then relieve stress? In fact, your brochure has a as a, a quote from Florence Nightingale, a small pet animal is often an excellent companion for the sick. Florence Nightingale said that. And you talk about taking these dogs and handlers into stressful situations. How is it that they are able to then relieve that stress? You know, it's, it's uh, they just, they're the ones who do all the work. They're just, um, all of our pups are just inherently just a bunch of goofballs, we think. And you just uh, kind of sit back and let the dog do, do all the work. We've actually been, we were at a, uh, a conference a number of years ago called No Barriers. And what we did is that we sort of set up an experiment where people would sit down. We took their blood pressure because both of us work in healthcare. We took the blood pressure and we got a, whatever the reading was. And then we would put a dog on their lap or have a dog next to them that they could pet and be with. And after about 10 minutes, we take their blood pressure again, and every single time their BP went down. So, and this is a, almost a proven theory that, that they just have this therapeutic effect on folks. Excellent. Well, I, I think it's a great idea what you guys have going. And again, this is Ken Rogers, Melissa Rogers. The organization is called Colorado Comfort Canines. Talk about some of the some of the specifics about uh, where you've been. For for example, I I don't know that you're going to go, but I'm assuming the recent hurricanes that happened in the Gulf uh, would be a good candidate for going into something like that to help relieve stress. I don't know if you've ever done anything like that, but talk about where you have been. Um, well, right now, because of COVID, we're on a bit of a hold. Um, mm-hmm. Even our hospital isn't allowing any dog visitors or any volunteers of any kind right now. So, sadly, because now is a time where people need us so badly that we can't be with them. But it's for the safety of the dogs and us and our our other volunteers, as well as the community, that we're needing to stand down for right now. But other places that we've been, Ken mentioned No Barriers. That's a an incredible organization. It's called No Barriers Summit, and it's a I don't even like to call it a camp. It's a meeting of amazing people every summer for about four or five days. It's been in Tahoe and Copper Mountain and all over the country where folks that have different abilities such as no arms, no legs, deaf, blind, whatever, CP, anything you can possibly think of, come and able-bodied folks as well to just enjoy the outdoors and all kinds of activities. And when we go there, we're on 24 24 hours a day for the moment we leave our car where people just want to see the dogs because our dogs also have disabilities. Um, Let's see, we have three dogs on wheels right now and uh, one dog missing a paw and he's very deformed. And uh, so folks see these dogs with their wheels and their their prosthetics and 
say, whoa, that's so cool. So folks come over and look at our dogs, ask a lot of questions, hold them, take pictures with them. So that's quite an exciting adventure that we do just about every year, except for this year. Yeah, and uh, in addition to that, what we are is also we are a listed resource with what's called the ICS, or the Incident Command System. So this is something like what you're seeing now in the state with these massive wildfires. As as these incidents get ramped up to a higher and higher level, you know, they, they will need to call in all kinds of resources, such as you see, you know, the, the physical things like a helicopter or more firefighters or more fire trucks. But as you work through these things, they also need to have logistic support, such as, you know, Red Cross or food or housing or um, uh, medical support for every, everybody, uh, communications just on down the line. Well, actually, Colorado Comfort Canines is a listed resource within that list, too. So if at one of these incidents were needed, um, we actually will get called out. Well, again, I think it's just a fantastic way. It's too bad that COVID has kind of sidelined you. Obviously, it's understandable. Um, and again, because obviously COVID is causing a lot of stress. So I'm, I'm with you. It's It would certainly be helpful to have this. I, I love the the mission that you guys have in terms of providing the stress relief and comfort. Let's talk about your team. I've, I'm on your website. And again, pro- probably uh, your team may be sitting on the sidelines because of COVID, but I'm seeing eight people on your website that's part of your team. Obviously, I'm assuming they're your staff volunteers. Uh, Talk about all the people that are involved that makes Colorado Comfort Canines work. Well, we have, um, we want to recruit more people, but right now we have a group of folks of, we have about eight to 10 folks that are very dedicated. And coincidentally, mainly because they're people that Ken and I have worked with a lot. They're also healthcare providers. So we have um, a doctor on the team um, who works at our hospital as an anesthesiologist. Um, we have a nurse on our team that was one of the first responders at the Columbine massacre, um, coincidentally. Um, a lot of nurses on our team. Um, Ken, of course, is a paramedic and uh, director of a clinic, and then I'm a nurse as well. So um, we, we really do understand what goes into a critical incident and incident, and how um, people respond and think in those situations. We also have a couple of um, you know support staff. We've got some uh, some helpers who don't have dogs as part of the group, but they do a lot of our logistical support, um, website and, and media and things like that. So, um, and it's also helpful when we go to an incident to have somebody there as a coordinator who's not handling the dog who can just help help uh, with logistics. So let's say someone in the community recognizes there's been a, an incident. You, know, you mentioned the, the Sandy Hook shooting, the, the firefighters that are obviously uh, right now on the front lines of some big uh, issues. Talk about how, how does somebody contact you at Colorado Comfort Canines? How do they say, you know what, we've got a need. I think your dogs would be a great fit. Sure. I mean, I think that um, what we try to do is we try to splash out our our information to a lot of the local or the regional um, fire fire departments, police departments, the first responder agencies, so that they are aware of us. And um, 
and they can get a hold of us. But also, just it's, it's, uh, it's on all our contact information is on the website. There's a phone number to call, and um, yeah, it's pretty simple. Um, I, I think that uh, the, the more we can get our, our name out there, the more people can be aware of who we are and what we do. It's it's um, we're, we're we're there. And generally, we we can uh, you know respond within 24 hours. Again, I'm talking with Ken Rogers, his wife Melissa Rogers. They are part of Colorado Comfort Canines. Your website is looks like it's ColoradoComfortCanines.org, so that makes it pretty easy. And again, if if someone in the community either wants to volunteer, perhaps they they have got a dog and they want to be a handler, they feel like they can be uh, a good help. Uh, there's training that's involved, some time commitment that's involved, but what a wonderful way to get involved. And again, that website is coloradocomfortcanines.org. Let's talk about Deuce. I've got a card in my hand It's with a picture of Deuce, and uh, I'm feeling pretty bad for Deuce right now because uh, there's there's some information about that, that uh, Deuce is a chihuahua. Uh, he was born in 2015. He's five pounds but it also his favorite treat is biscuit. But it also says his pet peeve is cold weather. So I'm guessing Deuce this week is not a very happy dog. <laughs> no, no, he's not. Yeah, yeah. Deuce is pretty cool. He was, uh, like I say, he was a little five pound chihuahua. He was born without his front legs, and uh, he just is. Uh, that doesn't stop him though. He he just goes goes goes. And you know, we've made some wheels for him, a little you know front end cart. And he's got a little monoski for the snow, as much as he doesn't like the cold. At least when he goes out in it, he can get, get along with cold, in the cold. But, uh, no, he's, uh, he's a great little pup. And wherever we go, he just uh, he's an absolute hit. He just um, um, people love him. And, and it's, it's kind of like the way our lives are now. If we are out and about with the dogs, everybody knows the dog's name, but nobody knows what our name is. So, so <laughs> yeah. it's, it's Deuce and what's his name, you know, so. So talk about some of the other other dogs that you work with, the other dogs on the team. And sure, we've got, like I say, for Melissa and I personally, we happen to adopt uh, special needs pups. So that's kind of our thing. Let's say we've been doing that for over 15 years, we think. Um, And then with that, though, like I say, the other other dogs are pretty regular old dogs. You know, we've got a... uh, a boxer and I, you know, a couple of um, retrievers and then um, Boston Terrier. Oh, Boston, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, a French ter- uh, French, Frenchie. A yeah, little, uh... little, little Frenchie bulldog, I think. And uh, yeah, just a bunch of goofball dogs is what they are, <laughs> really. I think every one of them are rescue pups, I think. Well, that's good. You know, a good way to not only rescue them, but put them to work in a, in a great way that helps other people. As you mentioned, you, you go into these situations and they immediately relieve stress. I know one of my coworkers, he's got a service dog. Uh, it's one of those service dogs. He doesn't mind that we pet him. And sometimes I'll just go in there because I just need some stress relief. So it's really a great, great deal. We've got 
about three minutes left, and what I want to give you is an opportunity to, to because we, we talked a lot about your mission and vision at the beginning of the program, and there could be some people who are just tuning in, and they want to know all about Colorado Comfort Canine. So you've got a couple of minutes where you can give your elevator speech. So who wants to go for it? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, again, uh, Colorado Comfort Canines is a um, – therapy dog group that what we focus in is responding to critical incidents where communities are in need. And this can be anything from a, uh, it could be a school shooting. It could be a high profile memorial. It could just be a community who's hurting or might be a, um, to help support first responders such as a, at a wildland fire. And that's what we do. All of our teams are, uh, are trained animal-assisted therapy dog teams, and they also have critical incident training. And um, and yeah, we we encourage we would encourage folks who are interested to go to our website. It's just look up Colorado Comfort Canines. Contact information's there. Email, phone call, and if you need more information, we'd be glad to talk to you. We'd be glad to come talk to your group. We've done a, a number of school presentations and uh, group presentations. And, um, yeah, we just like to be out in the community and uh, support folks as best we can. Great elevator and, speech. Go ahead, Melissa. One more thing. Um, if anyone wants to call us, our number is 970-367-7371. Excellent. And, again, I'm I'm just going to read your vision statement. The vision of Colorado Comfort Canines is to bring together Certified animal-assisted therapy dog teams with communities during critical incidences. And uh, Melissa, Ken, you were talking about that if people want to get involved, they can contact you. Perhaps they're, they are a dog lover. Maybe they've already gone through some of the training. They can get in touch with you and go out. Obviously, we also talked about that COVID right now has sidelined you, which in some ways is kind of sad because it's a very needy time. I can't wait till you guys are able to get up and going again and uh, get these dogs out there doing the work that they do. And I want to say to Ken Rogers and Melissa from Colorado Comfort Canines, thanks for being a part of Life in Colorado. If you have questions or comments about today's program, please call 303-750-5687 or email us at lifeincolorado at salemdenver.com. Life in Colorado is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado.